0: what is up everyone it is your host once again aaron karenos with the main man christian tersias how you doing bro doing fantastic buddy how are you i'm doing okay uh i think i messed up my groin a little bit more Uh but i'll be fine it's just it's probably something slight but we're not talking about injuries and what's going on in our lives we're here to talk about some football and some crazy stuff happening this week so let's just dive into it sounds good so the biggest news that came out of this week was uh, Manchester United versus Liverpool, yeah. the game being suspended due to fans rioting um, in the stadium and in front of the stadium vandalizing the whole uh, Old Trafford and all that. So tell me what you think about this situation and like what's going on with it.
1: Um, you know, obviously, Man United fans are are upset about how the Glazer family have, have ran the club for about 15, 15 years now. They've yes, been owners since two thousand and five. And uh, you know the club before they before the Glazers took over, they were debt free since 1931. So you know, obviously, they're pretty upset. And I forget, I think it was Mark Ogden who said this, but or I don't know if it was Gab Mercati or Julian Lorenz, but there is talking about how you know how their neighbors a- across the across the city from are the ones that have been. Um, you know their owners have been investing much more in the club. Have been buying the best players. Have been more success, success, successful than Man United. So it it makes sense as to why uh, they're upset, especially when when Old Trafford is the, the the ceilings leaking and everything. The the stand looks bad. They don't invest in the in the best players in, anymore. And and you know the only people that are that are pocketing the cash are the are the Glazer family. So it makes sense that they uh, that they're protesting and rioting. Um, only thing that I'm not. For is, I guess, the rioting. I know a couple of police officers were, were injured. One of them had to have had to have an, um, emergency eye surgery because uh, um, there was a broken uh, glass bottle that hit his face from one of the one of the protesters that that threw something at him. So you know, it it, it makes sense the the fans are rioting. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't think the Glazer family is going to sell the club or part ways with the club. But um, but yeah, it makes sense, you know, because you know you see. As many United fans, you see your, your two biggest rivals, Liverpool and Man City, uh, being successful. Liverpool, not so much this year, but, you know, they won the Champions League and they won the Prem last year. So it makes sense that they're, uh, that they're not happy with how their, their own club is being ran when, you know, a few years ago, they were winning, you know, Champions League. or at least making to the finals, having the best players such as Ronaldo, Rooney, Tevez, players of those of that caliber. So it makes sense, but, you know, it's, uh, it's a little crazy. And, you know, I, we, we, we both are watching the Arsenal-Newcastle game.
0: And yeah. <laughs> you know. That. Yeah, I was watching the game, and then all I see um, on MSNBC, on NBCSN, and all I see, like, it was a split screen, and all I see was, like, rioters coming on the stadium, they were trashing the field, they were taking the, they took the flag, they took the balls, they yeah. took all that, yeah, I'm for, you know, the fans protesting events, United, and because United, they haven't been Doing so hot ever since what mid two thousands. Yeah, the like, last time last they, time one was like oh it was twenty ten. Yeah, that last, the last time, time they won. Was, yeah, since so since, uh, it's been ten what eleven years since you won. Yeah, since Alex Ferguson was really the the coach. Exact, that's the last time they've been successful. Exactly, and you know it's just you know boiling point, and I think the tipping point was definitely the European Super League. 100%. That was definitely just the tipping point for the fans, and they just were fed up with the Glazer family. I heard the. Um, uh, Te- Todd laser, the GM, yep. he's supposed to be stepping down, but with what's been going on, I don't know if he's going to step down anymore because, yeah. you know, the fans' reaction... Obviously, the fans' reaction is going to be more joyous when he steps down, right. but, you know, you might just want to stick on and just be like, you know, you want to create some tension, just stick on. Yeah, exactly. But just stay with your job, but I don't know, it's it doesn't look good for united this is not a good look for football in general because i support protesting against bad things like owners being greedy wanting to pocket all the money and just not help your club i support that but when you start getting physical with police officers when you start vandalizing stadiums when you start postponing a game literally that was supposed to happen the, the biggest game of the season was supposed to happen on Sunday and it never happened right. so it's just if you started having that go on I'm not supporting I not. I don't support that right. like, I'm supporting peaceful protests and there was like 500 people that were violent that I don't support but still that's just a bad look because what are the people going to focus on they're going to focus on the people that stormed the stadium and vandalized it 100%. instead of the people that were being peacefully protest.
1: yeah exactly and it was just you know a few people that that were the ones that were that were rioting, and uh, it's crazy, you know. It's like it's not as if they're protesting for police reform, you know. It's for a uh, it's for uh, the owners of Manchester United, so um, it's pretty pretty crazy, you know. Obviously they're they're fed up, and like you said, it was the boiling point. Um, but yeah, um, we'll see what happens with the with Man United and when this game's gonna go on. Cause, yeah, cause, you know, it's-, it's been suspended for now, but they're gonna have to play it. So exactly. So um, and what we'll create what was crazy, you know, is. When the when they when they stormed the field, the players or excuse me, the the protesters or the riders, whatever you want to call them, they were uh, you know they got into the red zone. They were trying to get into like, the team lockers. Some of the the people that actually work at United had to lock themselves in rooms just you know for their own safety. So you know you're 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 upset at the Glazer family, not at the other people that are at the club that they either play for you or work for you know work for Man United. It's it's the ownership and they're the ones that're responsible. You know they're appointed. Awful managers throughout the years, like Louis Van Gaal, David Moyes. Like, come on, you know. And, and it makes sense when you see Man City and Liverpool have Jurgen Klopp and, and Pep Guardiola, and it makes sense that, that they're pretty fed up. But, um, but we'll see where Man United goes from here.
0: Yeah, we'll see where Man United goes from here. But enough talking about this protest, because it's pretty I any mean, kind of you know sad and stuff. But switching up to actual football games that actually happened this weekend. So first game that happened was Manchester City. Versus Crystal Palace, Man yeah. City winning two nil. Sergio Aguero scoring yeah, yeah. a banger. So sad that he can't score in front of the fans because that oh, would have yeah. been that would have been fantastic. But now Man City just once again, Man City looking dominant. Right. Going into their going into their Champions League's high. It's gonna massive momentum for them. You know, easy team. So obviously a lot of the players w- were rested. Obviously getting some you know PAs out on the bench during the Champions League game, getting yeah. them some time. You know, Adidas it, it still they're still probably one of the better teams in Europe, even oh, with for their sure. B teams. So. Right, exactly. So yeah, it's exactly. just like,
1: what can you do? Right, you got players like Ferran Torres, Sterling, Aguero, even Gabriel Jesus out there at the time. You know, that's a that's a starting uh, front line at a, at a different club, you know, which is which is crazy. But good for Man, Man City, like you said. Um, we're able to, you know, rest players like Ruben, Ruben Diaz, uh, Gundogan, De Bruyne, you know, important players going ahead to the, the Champions League match that's actually today. So, um, yeah, it's going it's gonna, it's gonna to be a great game. But, you know, good for them that they actually were able to put in some subs, get them some reps, and, and they were able to get the job done. It's not as if they went down and had to throw in players, you know, and, and use their minutes, but, but good for them. Vintage Aguero, lovely first finish. Yeah, it was. All for the half-volley. It mm-hmm. was fabulous. Um, you know, hopefully he does, you know, he's going to win the Prem, obviously, this year. But I feel like I obviously want them to win the Champions League for Pep, but, you know, Aguero... Definitely has been there for, you know, like 10 years or so. so. He's been there for 10 years. I yeah. think he's been here for 10 years. Yeah, so, you know, it's going to be great to hopefully see him lift the Champions League if everything goes well today and if they reach the final, be whoever they play. Um, but, yeah, and then Ferran Torres' goal was lovely. I think both goals were within like a minute, minute and a half. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. Aguero's goal and then Ferran Torres' goal shortly after that. Lovely finish between the defender's leg. Went into the bottom corner. And, uh, you know, definitely a, a good win for Man City. And they actually could have won the title – Today they, or sorry, they could have already won. Yeah, they could have won it Sunday, Sunday. if the Man U Liverpool game would have gone on, and if Liverpool would have beat Man United, you know they would have been crowned champions already. But you know they have to
0: wait now, so <laughs> yeah, we have to wait on that. But they still they, they only need three points, so they just need a win, and they're, yeah, they're the champions exactly. So. You know, you never know, you never know, but we'll see. Um, another game that was really interesting, intriguing to watch was uh, Chelsea versus Fulham. Yeah. Chelsea up winning two nil. Kai Havertz with a brace. Right. Love seeing that he has been. He has been playing well this entire season. Right. Um, it's good that you know he he got he's getting reps, right. and obviously Fulham they're in relegation. You know, it's good to see him play well. 'Cause we obviously seen his potential when he was playing at Bayer um, by Leverkusen. Right. I think this season just wasn't a good season for a lot of the players, especially for him. Yeah. I think he had it the worst out of anyone. But it's good to see him that score two goals, not gonna lie. Two of the goals both of the goals were kinda lucky, kinda like deflections and I was like
1: Yeah, the first one was a deflection off Ariola's foot. The second one, in my opinion, was perfectly placed right under Ariola's foot for the second one. Mm-hmm. But you know, good for Kai Havertz, but what impressed me the most was was both the assists, you know. Mm-hmm. Mason Mount's lovely first oh, touch. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that was incredible. And then him just to slow the play down, allow Havertz to overlap around the defender, just playing the perfect through ball. Uh, good finish. And the second one, too, you know, Timo Werner was just composed on the ball, plays him a nice little through mm-hmm. ball. 1v1 with Ariel again. So, at least, you know, that that does help these these players, you know, build some confidence, especially going into this... Massive uh, uh, game against Madrid tomorrow. So good for you know, good for him and some of the other players. And I think you know, obviously some of these players haven't had the best of seasons. I think it could have been a bit different if Thomas Tuchel was there from the beginning of the season. Basically, just start with his own philosophy. You know, get the players to to adapt to it. Um, obviously, they're they're adapting to it now. But I think over the summer and once Thomas Tuchel is there for the beginning of the season, preseason, all that stuff, it'll definitely help out um, Chelsea going into into next year. Or so.
0: Yeah, I agree on that. I think you know, the way he's been setting up his team, and I think the way he, he has his team motivated, they they look pretty pretty good. You yeah, even lie, they look really good. Oh yeah. Again, they have, like I said, they won how many? They won fifteen. Out of 16 games under six, seven 16 out of 17 games under him. Yeah, they Mendy, lost the only one game. Right. Like, that's insane. And what I believe you? Mendy has 11 clean sheets in, four, in 15 matches, so, you know. That's insane. It's, it's,
1: it, you definitely, it's always nice to have a, a good back line and, and a strong goalkeeper. You know, you exactly. got Jorginho, Kante in front of you, you got Kobasic that you can throw in there. Young players like Pilicic, Mason Mount, Werner, Havertz, Ziyech He had a stacked team, so. um yeah, I think he's got to focus on some finishing from, from yeah, here on out. Yeah, so. just
0: finishing. That's all you have to worry about, It's just finishing. And another game that was really good was uh, Burnley versus uh, West Ham. Yeah. Uh, West Ham pointing out a 2-1 victory. Uh, Mikel Antonio <sighs> coming back from injury, yeah. scoring a brace. Lovely finish. Yeah. And the second one, where uh, ben Rama put it in, yeah. lovely, just headed, knock it past the keep. I was like, that's top striker finish. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, not gonna lie. The first goal that Burnley scored was definitely no
1: the PK. The PK um, that 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 play though from Chris, 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 Chris Wood, Wood
0: to yeah. to to get
1: you know to to, to, get, to get in that position to get in the position. Yeah, because because the, the ball the defender I forget who it was. He was knocking the ball out of bounds. He kept the ball in play and he just did a little sombrero over him. Dinked it, got in front of the the, the defender, got tackled. You know, yeah, and Suchek, the way, Suchek with the was bat. it Souchek? Yeah, yeah, it was Suchek. yeah, and then. Um, you know his, his pk was perfectly placed in the bottom corner it rifled it in there and then you know things are getting a little shaky for west Ham, but they responded within a few minutes michael antonio's brace was in the first half as well mm-hmm. um definitely got a hat trick this game but uh mm-hmm. unfortunately didn't happen for him but you know coming off of injury you can see why david Moyes wanted him back so quickly exactly um,
0: he, he's just he gives him he's a, such a big body oh, and yeah. he's fast so you can't really when you have a striker that's that big and bulky because he used to play left back. Remember, he used to play left back, yeah, yeah. so he was a defender. <laughs> so this man was a defender now, he plays up top, right? So, yeah, that's like a throwback. He actually used to play defense and now he's plays. I hard. had no clue, yeah. Like back <laughs> in the day, he used to play like left back and then they moved him to forward and he yeah. started just banging goals. It's funny
1: because a lot of the time you see players start as a striker and then they move back, such as like Hummels and PK mm. players like that. Um, but my man's most you know, he's obviously you can tell he's really good, you yeah. Know, I mean, he's, he's, he's putting he's, putting goals away,
0: exactly. He's a big body. He's fast, so yeah. obviously he knows how you know defenses work. And I think it just gives him another threat. You know, him and Jesse Lingard, with Jesse Lingard playing behind him, yeah. just gives him another threat. And yeah, for Nows, you know,
1: Mancini, Ben Rama, ben Rama yeah. They know, got a
0: stacked team. Yeah,
1: shoot I wonder if they'll keep Lingard, you know. Hopefully they can extend their loan or buy him out. They can be, you know, if, if they make top four, at least
0: Europa League, they're going to be a team to, to look out for. So Exactly. Um, good for them. Yeah, very good for them. Um, On to the game that really was kind of shocking oh yeah was Leicester versus southampton um southampton uh down 10 men in 10 minutes mm-hmm. so they paid 80 minutes with that with 10 men yeah. and they tied 1-1 to and, they went, and they went down
1: first and Leicester went down first as well exactly off a of pk
0: thing. from <gasps> kalachi <laughs> Nacho. yeah uh yeah that was bad that was yeah. a handball he definitely he was trying to cover his face, but he put his arm out. Right. Definitely a handball, and then obviously they um. He wait. Do you know who finished it? Who uh, it? it was probably well, was it Ward Prouse? Yeah, probably Rock Prouse. Yeah. Rock Prowse probably finished it. And Most then, likely. Yeah. What's going on with fucking with Jamie Vardy? Uh, he is off for some weird reason. This whole season. His whole season being off. Like he had a one on one with uh, um. I forget who the Southampton goalkeeper is, but yeah. Like two one on ones mm-hmm. and he blasted straight at him. Yeah. And I'm like, "What? What are you doing?" That's like, more composed in front of goal? Exactly. And like we've seen what Jamie Vardy's cable are doing, um, and he just doesn't look like him this season. He just blasted straight at him, and yeah. he missed a couple that were like easy sitters, in my opinion. Yeah. And you know they drop points, and that's not good for them because Chelsea's catching up on them. And exactly. You don't know what can happen because Chelsea's in much better form than Leicester, and I have no idea what's going on with Jamie Vardy, but he just—he didn't look. He doesn't look like himself, essentially.
1: Yeah, it's not the same Vardy. You know, we're used to seeing within the past few years. Just a, you know, just clinical in front of goal. You know, catching points for for Lesser. It's been really Ian Nacho this season. Ian Nacho, um, James Madison when he was when he was healthy. Same with uh, uh, Barnes as well. So, luckily, he has a couple guys to bail him out. But hopefully, we get to see you know Vardy and and form like we like we're used to seeing. But. But it's definitely going to take some some practice. So. <laughs> yeah,
0: because he hasn't been... I don't even know when the last time he scored. Oh, it's been, it's at, been least, it's at least been, a couple of weeks, I think. Yeah, it's been a couple of weeks since he scored, so he's definitely not feeling confident. So. Yeah,
1: and that was, you know, they definitely could have... Those are two vital points that they dropped tying Southampton because Chelsea's only two points behind them. And, you know, Chelsea can, can lap them and get in front of them. I think they're still finishing in the top four. But uh, you know they gotta they, they can't drop these points against a ten man Southampton you know exactly who a ten man Southampton Southampton earlier this season what took how many goals from United nine so nine <laughs> definitely should have been a, a more clinical game from from Leicester but you know they couldn't get it done yeah. oh well move on to the next one
0: yeah we we'll move on to the next one so big so it was Tottenham versus Sheffield United uh-huh. Gareth Bale yeah, no. scoring a hat trick his Bale. first hat trick in. I want to say, was it eight? Ele- I was eight saying years, eight years. 2013. Eight years was the last time Gareth Bale scored a hat trick in a Tottenham shirt, and he scored a hat trick. And man, his three finishes were yeah.
1: perfect. Oh, my favorite one was the second one. The second one
0: oh. that was top bins. That was ends. just, and
1: it wasn't like he would just place it, He rifled that thing in there mm-hmm. but with his with his instep. It was crazy. Uh, but sunny before then, you know, he was able to get away by like I think it was two or three defenders playing a nice through ball. You know, Gareth Bale was by himself one be one have the goalkeeper going the wrong way, top ends.
0: Yeah, I was like, when I saw the replay, I was like, yo, that is top in. Oh, that yeah. is like, top, top, like, when I say this, top it Couldn't ends, have got any better. <laughs> literally, that's like the perfect finish. Yeah. And then, also like the third goal when mm-hmm. uh, Aurier played him on his instep and he just one-timed it. Oh, lovely. Lovely bottom, it wasn't really in the bottom corner, but opposite way of the keeper was going. Yeah. And, it was just a lovely finish. He just yeah. he was on fire. He was Just on the ground is perfect. Yeah, it was just on fire. And then human stone scoring the last one. Yeah. Once again, a lovely finish. Free and he uh, got the defender going this way. Right. Cut it in on his right. Curler off the post. Typical Sonny. Typical sunny. <laughs> People underestimate him a lot. Oh yeah, no, yeah. He's a he's a fantastic player. You should never underestimate him. You know, yeah. imagine
1: him on a, at a at a you know Spurs or a decent team, but imagine him at a at a top four team. You know, oh dude, he he's a difference maker. Exactly. Him, especially when him and kane are, are in form are in form uh you know it's a dynamic duo you know world class and serge Arya you know had a fantastic game had two assists uh this game he assisted bill's first one and you know like we said his third one so you know it's against sheffield united yeah it's yeah. not against it's against last place sheffield is already relegated but still you know um these are these are games and you know goals and and you know, things that, that can boost your momentum to the end of the season. You know, try to get you into the last Euro- Europa League spot or something, but...
0: Exactly. See. So, yeah. So, you think it's... you? Know, is it like a bloop from Bale? Because Bale... We've seen Bale, like, be consi- inconsistent. In oh, yeah. Because Bale, like... When, remember when on that four-game stretch we he was, like, scoring everything and then against Arsenal, he, like, sort of fell off. And now he's back on that. So, do you think it's... He just... He's... Bale... The, like, the Bale we used to know or he's just, like... 50-50 with him. Uh I think it's 50-50. I don't know. I feel like
1: he, he took a lot of time off when he was at, at Madrid, you know, not playing. So it is nice to see him enjoying himself because, you know, when you're, when you're when you're playing football and you're enjoying yourself, that's when you're most informed. You know, you don't have much pressure and stuff like that. So hopefully he'll be able to take it to the next level like we're so used to seeing from him. But, uh, you know, it might be. It might be, you know, under Ryan Mason. He's got a few more games left. So we'll see. But... I'd, I'd like to say that that Gareth goes is back to to his to his usual self, but you know only time will tell.
0: Yeah, so. only time will tell. Only time will tell. So that's what happened in the Premier League. So switching over to the Serie A, where we have it was just a mad wow. weekend, mad weekend. So first, um, Inter Milan versus Catrón. Uh, Inter Milan winning two nil, comfortable victory for them. They look like the champions. Oh, yeah. They literally, they look like they're champions. Right. And they play like they're champions. Um, Christian Eriksen scoring the first one. Mm-hmm. L- lovely finish. And yeah. then Hakimi scoring the second one.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was
0: a nice breakaway. Right. And just right underneath the keeper's foot. I think Lukaku played on the ball, too, right? Yeah, Lukaku yeah, played yeah, on the ball.
1: he was 1v1. It was funny because I remember, I think it was last week we were talking about how Hakimi had so many great chances and wasn't able to, to, to put them away. And then Mateo Darmian was the one that scored and gave uh, into the lead. You know, he was able to score in this game, which sealed the, the Scudetto for him. So, you know, really good for them. Or yeah. for him, really, you know. Yeah, for him, especially for him. He's buzzing.
0: Yeah, because, you know, obviously being transferred from Madrid. Yeah. Be like, I don't know what Madrid was doing with that, but was being transferred from Madrid and your first season, you win the Scudetto. Right. You win the Scudetto. Exactly. Gotta good to love him.
1: Good, well, good for him, yeah. And yeah. I think, uh, I forget, I think uh, Fabrizio Romano, I saw his Twitter, um, how he was saying, how, you know, Hakimi after the game was saying how, you know, he's glad he's at Inter, he's happy there, but. If Madrid want him back, they definitely have first shot of refusal for him. You mm. know, for future transfers. Let's hope not. But <laughs> yeah, so not. I, don't, I
0: don't want him. I want Barca playing him all the time. but... Right. Yeah. Let. I, let's just not talk about that. But yeah, Inter <laughs> they just look good, and they just look like the champions of Italy essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On to another game, which was insane, back yeah. and forth. Uh, Lazio versus Genoa. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lazio winning four three. And not going to lie. The, almost bottled it. They did almost bottle it. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the girls, some of the goals that Lasio scored were kind of iffy. Like the yeah. first one Correa scored. But oh my it, gosh. Yeah. It, it was so <laughs> lucky. I was <laughs> like, this man literally had a defender. Like, so the defender tried to clear it. Yeah. And it hit on Correa. And it yeah. went to the he bottom corner. The, he just
1: blocked the clearance and it went to the bottom corner. It was the, yeah. the luckiest goal ever.
0: Luckiest goal ever. And then the second one was Mobile. a penalty. Yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously clear penalty. Dude grabbed him. Immobile fell. Yeah clear you know every referee nowadays is going to call that especially with VAR yeah. especially with VAR so there's no getting around that yeah. obviously it's a penalty and then the third one they scored lovely finish by Luis Alberto that was oh yeah
1: top dins also yeah top <laughs> Uh
0: and then the last one they scored another like from freaking uh, Correa freaking yeah, <laughs> keeper got a hand on it freaking dingle wide enough but yeah, and then Genoa, they scored, it was 2-1, it was and then... Two,
1: yeah, and they scored immediately from the first, in the couple minutes of the of the first, uh, second half, excuse me, they mm-hmm. scored, and then uh, they came back, you know, it was 4-2 at that point, and they scored another one 4-3. Yeah, it's 4-3, like, you were like- You were up 4-1, boys, like... Exactly. I mean, sorry, yeah, 4-1, and then it comes back to being 4-3, um,
0: so... Yeah, but luckily they were able to see it out, because yeah. if they didn't, let's just say that would have been bad for their, you know, they're running Serie A, because the race is so tight up there it's just oh, yeah you know one one small mistake and you're you can be down and it's it's getting tight up there so because yeah,
1: they're the they're the one that's in sixth place, trying to
0: catch up to the to the other four teams that are you know trying to make it to europe so exactly so it's it's just like the gap between mistakes and letting teams come back yeah there's zero yeah, yeah. you have to be on all the time every game's a final from here on out essentially yeah, yeah. So and yeah, it was just a good game. Good game to watch, mm-hmm. and it was just, it was just a good game. I gained really good playing. I like high scoring games like that. Yeah, me it's too. Just, and especially got, when they come back like in the second half, you're like, oh my god, you just can't look away from the from the screen. So exactly, it was just like, and they, you know, scored like two back to back, like literally like a couple minutes apart. Like one was in like the 78th, and the other one was in the 81st. So I was right. like, yeah. I was like So his last, uh, it was the
1: last ten minutes of that uh, of that match, you know, I can only imagine how the Lazio fans felt. <laughs> they were like,
0: please. <laughs> Please, let's just not miss this. All right. But yeah, and then um, two teams also gaining points uh, mm-hmm. Milan with a 2 0 victory over Benevento, and then Juventus with a comeback victory over Udinese from Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. Yo, yeah, so talk about um, Milan. We'll talk about Milan first. So Milan, they looked, they looked good. Chanagu. Yeah, lovely finish. Um, lovely finish. Uh, and then Ibra. Ibra missed, like, at least three.
1: Oh, dude, yeah. Ibra missed so many chances. But, you know, on the, on the last goal, smart of uh, Teo Hernandez, he saw that the goalie kept bottling all the shots. So he just went up for the rebound and literally had an easy tap in for the second goal. Uh, you know, good for Milan, who, unfortunately, was in first place for the longest time during this competition. Now they're, you know, they were in fifth, I believe. It was, like, last weekend. So... To go from first to fifth, you know, imagine almost winning the Scudetto and, you know, securing your Champions League spot to playing in your Europa League. So, it's going to be a tough end of the season for them. Their next match is against Juventus at all teams, who's mm. also fighting to, to stay in the Champions League spot. So, that's going to be a crazy game. But, you know, like you, for the Juventus game, Udinese up 1-0. You mm. know? I was like... Really? Yeah. I was like,
0: whoo. Yeah. It was a PK, too? I was yeah. like, mmm. Pirlo was about to get sacked this game. If they, yeah. if they would have lost. <laughs> if they would have lost this game, Pirlo would have been, I think, it would have been done this season. I yeah, think they would have replaced him like instantly. Yeah,
1: definitely would have, probably would have seen him out to the end of the year or end of the season, and then they definitely would have gotten someone else, uh, you know, for next season. So, we'll see. You know, basically, his, his future lies in his players' hands. So, um, you know, luckily, he's got star players like Ronaldo, who, you know, scored a, P, uh, a, a penalty. And then, Second goal was pretty soft, the yeah, header. I think yeah, the goalie should yeah. have done better there,
0: but, you know. Yeah, yeah I, I thought it was soft, too. It was like a typical Real Madrid yeah. Ronaldo goal. Like, yeah. oh, only Ronaldo can score that. Right. But it was just like the keeper literally bottled If it, it was
1: anybody else, if it was Benzema or Gareth Bill making that you know, that header, it, the goalie would have seen it. He was probably thinking, oh, no, it's Ronaldo, a header. <laughs> his his hands his hand started shaking, you know. He was like, oh, my
0: God. <laughs> but nah, um, it was a good win for both teams because that put some yeah. uh, type for points at 69 I believe
1: uh, yeah both the 69 Juventus is sitting in third actually them and are, are all three are tied with 69 points so. yeah
0: so all three are tied with 69 points so that's you know you know it's just stirs stuff up so every game is final and like you said with Milan facing Juventus next week massive game that's yeah. a massive there's so many massive games going on it's literally the best yeah. the best time of the year
1: and then the other two teams you know I'm sure they're very very disappointing yeah, dropping points this week
0: yeah um, two teams that dropped points this week uh, we have Atalanta drawing 1-1 to uh, Sassuolo and then Napoli also tying 1-1 to Cagleria. Yeah, ca- Cagliari. Cagliari. Like I don't know what talent i yeah, the Napoli... I want to talk about the, Nap- the Napoli game. Um, what do you think about Aussie's men's second goal being disallowed? Because he pulled the defender. Yeah. He pulled the defender back. And... Well, I don't think he really pulled him back. I think the vendor just flopped it. Yeah. And he literally... It was a tap-in. Like, he scored. He scored and they called it back. And that would have given him the win. Right. But literally... Uh,
1: the game was just this game was just crazy, you know. Um men's first goal was a lovely finish, the way he, mm-hmm. he settled it with his right foot and tapped and placed it with his left. And then for the longest time, you know, it was either the, the the players from both sides either missed you know, either missed completely or the goalkeepers had amazing saves. Or they hit off the post. Or they hit off the post, exactly. So it was wild. It was like both these teams wanted wanted to win, but they just couldn't get it done, you know. Exactly. And, and then, then Nandez is uh his his literally going to like the last minute of the game, you know, to tie at one one. It was it was crazy, you know. Either team could have could have won this game. Their their chances they just weren't clinical and putting the chances away. So exactly. it was pretty it was pretty crazy. Exactly
0: we've been preaching this entire podcast. You gotta be clinical. Oh, yeah. And Napoli they had so many chances they had so many chances to hit up the post. Yeah. Austin men had so many chances to finish. Yeah. And they just couldn't through the entire game. They couldn't finish. just couldn't do it. And that's what bit him in the in the back, you
1: know. Obviously, uh, Caglity was missing a lot of chances, and which was good for Napoli, you know. It was like, okay, well, we got to put one of these other chances that we get, you know, make it a 2-0 win. And, and you, can, you know, you can be comfortable sitting at, at a 2-0. But, you know, they couldn't get it done. Uh, Caglity kept getting more and more chances. And <laughs> right at the deadlock, you know, uh, Nandez ended up putting his away. So,
0: pretty crazy. Yeah, pretty crazy game. Crazy game for both, both teams, you yeah. know coming up with a 1-1 draw that obviously drops them in the league in the tables yeah a little bit that puts Napoli fifth in fifth and then Atalanta obviously with 69 they're still in second but still yeah. it's just the the race in this league is so tight you can't turn away because yeah. the
1: margin of error is just so thin so fine that it's crazy like that even in the Atalanta game you know the goalkeeper what are you doing yeah and was what like 22nd minute mm-hmm. he's there's a ball that's played over top. He's nowhere near it. For some reason, he's out running out of his box. He tackles the defender. Exactly. He gets sent off, and I think it was like, before, like the 25th minute or something like that, and Atalanta plays the rest of the game with the man down. You know, obviously, a couple minutes after that, Grozin ends up putting a, uh, a shot away, which is a lovely finish, but, you know, now they're playing with uh, uh, with, with 10 men for the rest of the match, and then Sassuola yeah. end up tying it up, and then... Uh, Marlon ended up uh, getting getting sent off for Sassuolo as well, mm-hmm. and uh, didn't, they got a PK as well. didn't they? Yeah,
0: I think, they? They got, I think I'm pretty sure they got a PK. Yeah,
1: they too. got a PK, and and uh, I forget who stepped up, but but he missed.
0: Yeah, so, so it was just like you know, Adelanda could definitely could have lost this game and could have dropped points. Yeah, and would have definitely put him out of the top four. So yeah, and
1: they actually could have won if they didn't miss that PK. So exactly, it be crazy. So, <sighs> but yeah, both of the teams, both of those teams are going to be pretty upset that they that they drop points, because Napoli would have been up there as well. Like, imagine, you know, Atalanta tied, right, whatever. If Napoli would have won, it would have been four teams tied with 69 points. So it would have been ridiculous. It would have been from Atalanta, Juventus, Milan, Napoli. And, you know, if Atalanta would have won, they would have uh, been at 71, you know, create a bit more of a gap between uh, between them and the other three teams. But, you know, you, you can't look away now, because even though, you know, with, uh, with Serie A, even though Inter-, Inter Milan won the Scudetto, you still got... Five teams that are that are fighting for the lives to make it into those those
0: you know those final uh, three spots. Exactly. So, so it's four like, spots. Sorry. It's so intense and it's so you can't even turn away. Yeah. It literally, you just like no, stop. This
1: and, is more exciting than Inter
0: actually winning the Scudetto. Exactly. Like <laughs> Inter just like. We're just going to take our title. Everyone else is just fighting just to get that last spot.
1: Yeah. So are good for Inter as well. You know, first Scudetto in,
0: what, 11 years? I think so. So, last years. one that won it was Jose. was Jose. It was, Jose. It was Jose Mourinho. So. When they won the treble. When they won the treble, yeah. yeah. When they won the treble, that was the last time Inter Milan has won the Scudetto. And, you know, you love to see it. Yeah. I mean, obviously, they had the, they had the easiest path because they got knocked out of Champions League. Everyone else was playing in the Champions League yeah. or Europa League. So they obviously had other competitions, Juventus and the Copa Italia, right. Napoli, Atalanta obviously all playing in the Copa Italia. So it was just like meant to be, I assume. Because yeah. they had the most rest, they had the most time off. They had the, they had literally every week to just play.
1: Yeah, because it shocked the footballing world when they got knocked out of Champions League. I, I, no one was expecting that really with with their group. Yeah, it was a tough group, but you know. Come on, you could have knocked out Shakhtar, at least made Europa League. You exactly. Know? But uh didn't happen for them and luckily for Antonio Conte you got, you know, the players behind them and you know, they won some silverware this year, which is which is good for them.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So that is it for the Serie A. Now on to the league. Whew. That's intense. Also intense. We're talking about La Liga. The title race is back on. Back on, baby. It's back on. So let's talk about the first game. We have Elche versus Atletico Madrid. Ugh. With Atlanta Madrid winning one nil. Yeah. Ain't that lovely. This game should have been
1: a draw. Yeah. Marcos Llorente, you know, he had a shot um, that deflected off the defender's hand, went mm-hmm. in. And then, in the last minute of the game, Elche gets gifted one. Marcos Llorente, who scored the goal, mm. gifts Elche with the ridiculous handball. Yeah, like, I don't know what he was <laughs> he I have was, no idea. He what thought it was all for a second. You exactly. Know? <laughs> <laughs> Going out there with his arm like that. But, uh, but yeah, in the 90th minute, uh, Elche gets, uh, you know, rewarded a PK, guides the post.
0: I swear. All Black,
1: you know, guessed the right way, but the
0: dang post, man. Uh, I swear. If Atletico Madrid would have lost this game, it would have, let's just say, it would have looked like a completely different table because... Because that' isn't last, well, is last. They're in last place. That last, so, last place. like So, and they gave Atletico Madrid a hard time. Yeah, first half, Atletico Madrid were a much better team, and then Atletico yeah. in the second half
1: came out strong. And yeah. Didn't create much, but enough to at least get them a
0: point. Mm-hmm. Nope. Yeah, they could have gotten a point out of this, but hey, a of the PK. Waste of, waste of a PK and that definitely could have changed the title the entire league because, yeah. you know, you're not expecting Elche to put such a hard fight against Atletico Madrid. Yeah. And it's we've been talking about this all this all all season. This all second half of the season with Atletico Madrid and just like against these lower-ranked teams, they just don't play yeah. well because
1: they're not, you know, the lower-ranked teams are the ones that are going to sit back and then kind of just park the bus and try to catch you on the counter. Atletico Madrid is not good enough under Simeone to actually, you know, build up play and and, and and bring the game to you. You know, they're more of a sit back and counter team as well. So once once you play a better team, um, once Atletico Madrid plays a better team, they look a lot better because they can stick to their philosophy. But once they play like a, a mid or lower ranked team, those are the ones that that truly sh- uh, they they truly struggle with or against. So um, but at least they got a. No, the three points good for them, which is yeah. which is crucial for their next game as well. So yeah, but next week they face Barcelona. Next week is just ridiculous. Next
0: week there's so many good games on. Literally, we're going to be covering it's, all of it. Yeah, it's, literally it's the
1: top four teams playing against each other. Exactly. It's first and third, and second and fourth. So, so we'll get back. We'll, we'll get into that. In we'll get to, we'll
0: get back to that on Thursday for you. Yeah. But yeah, and then so next game Real Madrid, win against uh, Osasuna. Mm-hmm. Uh, Real Madrid winning two nil. I, I was assuming they don't do Yeah, uh, mid-level
1: team, you know, yeah. couldn't really do much. Create a couple chances, but, you know, they let at him in the towel have, you know, so many free headers, yeah, you know, third, third time to charm, right? You know, on mm-hmm. his third one, he finally tucks it away. Exactly. Um, And then the second goal was just so weird, you know, Casemiro's finish. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he didn't mean to. Look, He tried settling the ball from a pass, <laughs> from a lovely <laughs> through ball from Benzema. He took, mm-hmm. he was trying to take a touch, and his touch was so bad that, you know, it literally just went right by the goalkeeper. <laughs> the goalkeeper's going the other way. <laughs> right, and, so I was yeah, like, oh my God. The goal just, the ball literally just barely went over the line. So. Yeah,
0: literally, it was just typical Madrid. <laughs> typical oh, yeah. Madrid. Just typical Madrid. Like, you know, a header and a lucky goal. What can right. you say? It's just Madrid. But, um, yeah, it's against Suna. You know, nothing too deep to go in to this game. It's know. They're okay. They obviously give, like, Barcelona and Madrid. They give them hard times. But right. for some reason against Madrid, they always give... When they face Madrid, they always, like, slack off. And they always... They give minimal effort against Madrid.
1: And I don't know why. I feel like teams are just... Just because of the Real Madrid brand and the name, you know, and everything that they've, that they've done in the past, not just in La Liga, but in Europe as well. I think too many teams... I think teams respect them, you know, a lot more than what they should.
0: Yeah. And... Because if you actually face Real Madrid and just go at them, they're, they're going to fumble. They're not going to... They're not that type of team anymore. Yeah, in my opinion.
1: Exactly. And, you know, we've seen even lower teams that... That, uh that give Madrid a hard time, right? Yeah. And a lot of times, even even when it's Barca and Atlético Madrid, sometimes Real Madrid come out there and, and they play their best games, you know? But when they play these lower-ranked teams, they play pretty crappy. And, yeah. You know, like you said, they should definitely take the game to them and, and not just be too... And not, and not be as timid or too afraid to, oh, what's going to happen, you know, the other way going, you know, at the back going the other way. Because, as you can see, you know, besides Benzema, they don't really have anyone that can finish. Exactly. Unless, it's like, a flute goal, like, Casemiro. Flute goal
0: or a header. Or a corner, yeah, yeah a that, header. So. That's, a, that's really it. That's all Madrid really got. But, hey, cheers to Madrid. They're good win. Good win for them. Cheers. But on to the game, the, in my opinion, the best game that happened been in Liga, which was Valencia versus Barca. Man. This game had my nerves all messed I up. Was, I was scared. Oh, dude. The first goal they that... Yeah, uh, what the
1: hell was up with the first I, goal?
0: I don't know. I, to be honest, I thought it was... In my opinion, I thought it was a foul on Ter because Ter was trying to get around and the and the forward was just standing there. And, yeah, but he wasn't doing anything. I knew he wasn't doing anything, but... It's not a foul. I know, but I just felt, you know... I, want, it, I wanted I wanted, I wanted a to foul be, to be called. Yeah, but there was no foul to call. I know. When you, saw the replay, like, when you saw the replays, it wasn't a foul. Yeah.
1: And he's over, he's like over here holding on to Pedri. It's like, mm-hmm. bro, like, <laughs> like oh, Pedri's not the he's not the opposition, bro.
0: <laughs> he's like, yo, I'm gonna like um uh he's like I'm gonna um pretty much just like flop. He literally yeah. looked like he flopped. Yeah, then, he literally flopped, yeah, and left the goal wide
1: open. And yeah. I, and everyone was basically like paying attention to that. Like, everyone, even Langley was paying attention to that, who was yeah. marking uh, Paulista uh, mm-hmm. Gabriel, uh, Gabriel Paulista, and, you know, he had a free, easy, easy header that went into the back of the net. Literally, he could not have missed. So, yeah. he had the whole
0: goal by himself. he would have missed, that would have been tragic. But... Yeah, if he would have missed, I would have been... He would have been cooked for that. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, he couldn't have missed. It was literally, what, less than six, feet, six, six yards? It was, yeah, on the six. It yard, was on the six. Literally. So, you free header, ain't no way you missed it. I that. probably would have missed, but hey <laughs> you never know my not the best but uh, but yeah so 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 we burst down one nil and then what do you think of that, ha- that handball though oh, that yeah. handball he was like <laughs> trying to play it off like it was a the header and yeah like, it was like a like the hand of god type pretty much and what? i was i was like yo that was like the most plain handball and then, oh, we, yeah. and then he was just walking away he was just
1: like yeah and no one even protested no even like, oh, yeah, dude. especially with the var like why are you gonna do that with var like exactly if, if like, anything you just let that go tie one one because that was—I forget the player's name—but he was one of their best players. He was mm-hmm. giving, you know, he was going up and down that left flank, giving, mm-hmm. uh, giving uh, Barcelona a hard time. You know, just there's no reason to commit those stupid fouls now, especially because you know back in the day when there was a VAR, you might be able to get away with some of the things, but not mm-hmm. anymore. You yeah, know? not anymore. Nice. If if it's if something's clear enough, they're gonna go back and check it. Um, the goal, you know, the ref clearly saw it, gave him a yellow card, and he got sent, and he got subbed off for that reason. He was on the yellow, exactly. So they couldn't risk going a man down against Barcelona, exactly. So and then uh, Messi, asking
0: missing the PK, yeah, but thank goodness uh, for uh, Busquets. Yeah, for Busquets he just got it, played it back in, and yeah. then bet that he rifled it. I don't know, put, dude. Gabriel has like a
1: sack of steel, bro. Yeah, he, like, <laughs> he literally, literally took it right in the jewels, bro, and like as if nothing
0: fazed him. I was like, are you kidding me? You
1: Yo, know, that I would have. <sighs> He has to be wearing a cup or something, bro. Cause that makes no sense. Yeah,
0: there's no way. And then Messi putting it away. Yeah. And not gonna and, and go lie, if uh, they would have gone out, they have to actually retake it because if you actually watched the replay, Blessing so so was off his line. Yeah, exactly. So if, even if it would have gone out, Messi would have already taken that and he would have scored that. Right. So hey he would have rifled it this time exactly time. But <laughs> exactly but luckily they didn't have to do that that would have been a, you know applied even more
1: pressure on leo to make the second one mm-hmm. and then the second goal um lovely ball from
0: from jordi alba the yeah. young heads it Yeah. that the run the thing i liked about that goal was the run De Jong, that oh, yeah. Frank De Jong, that frankie made he that, was yeah. that run from center mid it's so deadly because yes. as a defender you're not really anticipating a center mid to be that high up and right. make that run. Because that's usually a striker run. 100%. And he just, like, towered above everyone. And, obviously, uh, Celeste making a good save. But Antoine just tapped in. Yeah, luckily, he was on
1: the long sides. He was just right there just to place it in. I think Celeste could have done a little bit better. He probably could have extended his arms. He mm-hmm. probably could have saved the shot. <laughs> he was just... The, the rebound. But, uh, but yeah. And then, you know, the third goal was just the masterclass by by Messi. You know, at that from that range and... and from a free kick you expect them to to make those you know and it's gotten to the point where if he if it goes with the bar, you're thinking like oh come on man like put that away like we know you can but luckily it went up you know it uh, it went in this game off the post lovely finish and then off oh, carlos so that was a banger that banger bro yeah. in like the 81st minute i think it was one of those dude no one pressed them a good 20 25 yards out took the touch out to get out of his feet rifles it Tristan wasn't anywhere near it, you know. Yeah, you can't. You can't even do nothing about yeah. that. That was just a beautiful finish. Yeah, and the last few minutes of the game, I was, I was really stressing. I was nervous. I was thinking, "Oh my God, are we gonna bottle this?" Also, it was very yeah, similar to, to like again. the Lazio uh game. Yeah, you literally know? the same as that. The last game. ten minutes, you're just sitting there stressing as a fan. Like we cannot drop points again because yeah, obviously cause- you know we know we, they lost against. Granada that two one and on Thursday or last mm-hmm. Thursday, so very very lucky and fortunate that, that that they actually uh you know saw the game out and 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 won so and then uh yeah, yeah. good for them and yeah, the big, last game was
0: last game phew, man
1: the last game was crazy
0: last game was crazy sevilla versus bilbao yeah one-0 to bilbao right and then a 90th minute and Naki williams what a finish bro what a finish the inside placement yo the top then other top bins yeah another top bins but man one on one with uh, bono with Bono, lovely finish. Yeah, fantastic. And fantastic finish. Sevilla, I don't know, I thought they we were going to play better. Yeah. In my opinion, they should have played better. They, they, had, they had chances. And the City had at least a couple
1: clear ones that normally he'd tuck away. Mm-hmm. This game he didn't. There was one where he tried playing it, literally one for one with uh, with uh, Unai Simon, mm-hmm. and he plays it across to, I think he was trying to play it to, uh, I forget who was there. It might have been Okampos or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. But he tried yeah, playing it across, that. like bro, you're one on one with the goalie, just, tuck it away, you know, exactly. but uh, when I see Mon, you, you see why he's Spain's number one now, you know, fantastic goalkeeper, uh, even though he got you know, crushed by Barca during the yeah. during the Copa del Rey final you know, but yeah. you know, he had a clean shoot uh, against uh, did he have a clean shoot against go I can't remember I think it was 2-1, mm-hmm, I think um, the game was actually 2-1 yeah, but you two know, one. he's a fantastic goalie you know, if you watch the highlights in the Sevilla game as well some great saves, he literally kept Bilbao alive there was one uh, shot in the city that he saved that was, like, it was about to go over the line, but he pounces on it, mm-hmm. gets both hands on yeah, it, I that. and then, you know, left, kept uh, Bilal's hope, hopes alive, and then, you know, as well as they always do on the counter, you know, Inaki Williams gets a nice uh, place ball to his on his stride, 1-1 with Bono, fan, honestly. Lovely finish. From the angle of, the, of where the camera was at, it looks like it was going out wide, which is mm-hmm. like the, the little spin that he had on it. Yeah. Oh, it was a it fantastic was finish. Fantastic finish. Yeah. And that was in mean, the 90th
0: minute, too. Yeah. 90th. It was the 89th. It was literally the 89th minute. Yeah. And that just put the game away. Yeah. And you were just like, wow. And now Sevilla is essentially, you would think they were they're outside of the race now, but they're still only four points out. So. Yeah.
1: And then, the, you know, as, you, as you know, like we were saying, we we're going to talk about Thursday, but they, you know, Sevilla plays Madrid. And Barca plays uh, Atletico. So it's really the top four teams going at it with each other.
0: Yeah, so it's. Uh, so Sevilla,
1: you know, if they win, they, and, you know, hopefully Barca wins, but if
0: Sevilla goes ahead and beats Madrid, they're only one point behind them now. So, exactly. So crazy weekend coming up. Crazy weekend. But we're not talking yeah. about the weekend now. We're talking about. Yeah. So that's what happened in all three leagues. Now, on to the biggest, the best, the Champions League. Semifinal, second leg, second leg. Let's get it. Woo. Let's get the game today. Woo. The biggest, possibly the biggest game this entire season. Oh yeah, the biggest game: Manchester City versus PSG. This is the final. This should have been like a this. Final. This should have been the final in Manchester. In Manchester. In Manchester. <laughs> Manchester. Chris, tell me what you think is going to happen in this game. Uh, I don't think we're going to see any protests in Manchester today. I'll tell you that. Yeah,
1: I mean, <laughs> I mean it's not even Man City. It's United. Yeah, so it's exactly. a whole different, so, whole different club. So the Reds are, are, are butthurt. The Blues are are excited. Yeah, they're so, excited. They're livid. Uh, what do I think? Um, you know, given last game, I think PSG, PSG has to come out this game fired up and play like they did in the first half, 110%. They can't sit back and, and expect to do anything on the counter because look at what happened In the second half, that's literally what they did, and Man City was able to put two goals away. So I think Man City is definitely, or excuse me, PSG is definitely gonna have to go out there, high press, try to force some errors like they did. You know, Rodri and Gundogan weren't playing um, as great. Even you know, their their wingers weren't playing as great when they were doing that in the first half. So that's how PSG is gonna have to come out. Um, But does PSG have the stamina to do that for ninety minutes? I don't think so. So I'm gonna go with. uh, I can see a two-one win again, okay. uh, a Man City two-one win, okay. and uh, them advancing to the
0: final. Okay, okay, I see on that. Um, yeah, I agree with what you're saying. I think PSG they have to be high. Pr- they have to high press at least for the first ten, like ten to 15 to twenty minutes, because that's when you saw um, Man City really be vulnerable. I think we've started seeing that a lot more often this season with Man yeah. City in the first. Because remember against Dortmund, the first ten to fifteen. 10, 20 minutes, they looked really vulnerable when they were playing Dortmund. So I think PSG has to follow that game plan, but they can't, you know, high-press them, obviously cause an error, get that first away goal. Mm-hmm. So you can obviously build that confidence, and hopefully your defense doesn't slack off because remember last game in the second half, they were getting kind of mad, and they started getting unnecessary necessary red cards. They started... um Making these dumb, you know, stupid fouls yeah. and all that. So I think if you keep a, if they keep a clean head and just play the way they play normally, I think they have a chance. Yeah. But um, I, I just, think, I, sorry, think I still just think Man City is just the better team, in my yeah. opinion. I I can see. I'm gonna say like a one-one tie. One-one. Okay. One-one one tie, and Man City obviously advancing. Yeah. So. Unfortunately,
1: Gueye, you know, got the red card on that. Ugly tackle against Gundogan. I think he's gonna, you know, him and and this playing that, you know, both center defensive mid rules was vital in the first half. Um, given to what their their strategy was in the first half, they, they they both played fantastic, and they both played very well when they knocked out a uh, Bayern Munich. You know, so him not being there because of that silly red card, um, I think it could play a factor as well. I'm interested to see what they're gonna throw in there. I think know?
0: they might call. Um, I think it might be Pereira. Danilo Pereira yeah I oh yeah you're right I think I might put
1: him in and then save uh, Herrera for like the last you know 20 minutes of the game or so mm-hmm.
0: or they might put Ender Herrera in uh, end her maybe yeah but, but, uh, uh,
1: or they might have Marco Veratti and, and Paredes and throw someone else up front like a Julian Draxer right in front of them or something like that we'll see they got so many options but uh, if PSG can score within like the first 5, 10, 15 minutes of this game it'll be Crazy! It'll be wild. Mm-hmm. There's gonna be so, a wild. So minute. many things can happen in this game. PSG can go up and dominate. Uh, Man City can, you know, obviously go up and dominate. It can be back and forth. We'll see what happens. But if they can, if PSG can put a PSG, can, if they can put a goal within the first few minutes of this game, it's gonna be a hell of a ninety-minute game. And then, I wouldn't mind PSG wanting two-one this game and pushing this to overtime.
0: Jeez. Uh, another thirty minutes of great football. I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. So. I mean, I'm, I'm down for <laughs> that. I'm down for that too. But hey, we'll see how this game is going to yeah. turn out. And obviously, the second leg, um, second, sorry, second game, uh, being Chelsea versus Madrid at Chelsea um, in London. Yeah. Uh, so um, obviously, Chelsea, they both had key wins. As we weekend up both winning two nil against lower ranked teams in their respective leagues, based on the last game. Zidane has he can't play the same way that Thomas Tuchel did. He can't play that three back. Oh, if no he way. plays if he plays that three back against Chelsea again, I think Chelsea's gonna come out and they're gonna expose him again. And because yeah. if they do that same thing, there's gonna be so many gaps that for Pulisic, Werner, Ziyech, Havertz, who's current who just scored a brace this weekend, he might start this game. Right. So if if Sedan plays the same way they they're going to get exposed. But if he plays like a four probably like a 4-3-3 like he normally does, right. then I think they may have a chance. Right. But right now with the way Chelsea's playing, I think Chelsea's just a better team. Um, Thomas Tuchel has his team motivated, you know, playing for the badge and all that. I think his philosophy is just really good with this team and this set of players. Right. So, I say I'm gonna say I'm gonna give it like a two. I'm gonna give it like a two-nil Chelsea, and it's gonna be similar to like Athletic Madrid versus uh, Chelsea Rem- in London. In London, yeah, because I think they're gonna obviously Madrid. Chelsea's gonna sit back 100 because Madrid ha- Madrid also has to come out this game. They can't yeah. sit back because with the goal, they have to score at least right. one. Chelsea has the upper hand right now. Exactly, so I think it's gonna be similar to the way Chelsea and last time Madrid play. I'm mean, gonna be similar scoreline to that, so I'm gonna say okay. 2 0 Two-nil, okay. Yeah.
1: I'll do the similar one as the Man City PSG I'm going to give it a 2-1 uh, Chelsea advances mm-hmm. um, but like you said yeah uh, Madrid has to come out this game you know they have to come out and play with the similar 4-3-3 that they used to because they were getting all sorts of exposed especially using Marcelo as that uh, left wing back position they were just attacking that, that right side uh, you know Pilsic was out there and Timo Werner was out there so and Majid or excuse me, Chelsea has that pace. And like you said, I think it's going to be a very similar game plan like they did against Let's Madrid. You know, they went to Madrid, got got the, you know, go-ahead goal um, that, you know, if, it, if it's nil-nil, they're going to they're gonna advance. So there's, all they have to do is sit back and just absorb the pressure. And their team is good enough to, to, to catch them on the counter. You know, we've seen it all season as well, So at least under Thomas Tuchel. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go with the 2-1 Chelsea win. And uh, I'm going to say it's going to be an all-English final, Man City. Against Chelsea, yeah, so we'll here.
0: see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Because these two games are fantastic, and yeah. this is what we've been waiting for the entire season right. It's just for this moment. And yeah, I'm sorry to see this game. Yeah, if we
1: got nothing to do, it at three o'clock, watch both games. It's going to be hell of a game. Yeah,
0: bo- hello. both at three o'clock. So hello literally, games. it's going <laughs> to oh, be amazing. It's going to be amazing. Awesome. It's going to be fantastic. Can't so wait. that is the end of the episode for this podcast. Yes, sir. Um, so we talked about Premier League. The protests, we talked about Chelsea and how the league's shaping out. Um, Serie A, we talked about Serie A. We talked about how Inter pretty much sealed their Scudetto and how is yes. <laughs> this <Scudetto laughs> And how the race for the top five is getting, from two to five, is getting more intense. Mm-hmm. And then the race is on in La Liga with four teams still fighting for it. And the weekend coming up is going to be insane. Mm-hmm. And we gave you all Champions League predictions for this week, then who's gonna advance to the Champions League final in Istanbul? So yeah, gotta love it. Gotta love it, Thank Chris. You. Any final words for the people you want to say? No, it's just a pleasure being with you here as always. And, and always. Uh, KTP baby, KTP baby, we love y'all. Stay safe and peace. Peace.